0: want to thank all of our listeners for several years of dedicated and loyal listening throughout the halo talks 400 podcast completed to date we're going to a thousand by 2024 if you're so inclined we'd love to have you go to itunes for us fill out a review so we can keep this podcast rolling globally we are now on chartables top lists and moving up the charts also if you want to educate yourself in the new year, please go to thehaloacademy.com. Take a look at what we've done with 150 executives in the halo sector to get them smarter, get them prepared for capital raises, and also more winning. Thanks. Have a great season. Let's go. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. We're gonna talk about software. We're gonna talk about AI. We're here with Grouse and Edwards, Northern Virginia, Scipio. C I P I O dot AI. Grousin, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Pete. It's good to see you again. I think I just saw you a couple weeks ago at the Tech Summit, right? Fitness Tech yeah, Summit. Yeah, I've been
0: trying, you know, I've been trying to get out there, you know, in person, you know, and I'm trying to get the wizard out of the uh, behind the curtain and out, out out front and center again. So it's actually great being in these uh in person and live events so you actually get to know people and you know not not be zooming your your way through a uh, relationship building which i think has its limitations 100 percent, 100 yeah so look um you know i think there's been a big paradigm shift in the uh, halo sector at large as you go to these trade shows and you see the the positioning and the size of the teams on the data and the analytics and the software um you know we used to always uh, be uh, you know, beholden to the equipment vendors and guys moving metal and iron um, to basically take up most of the street, trade show floor space and also the entertainment and the education and everything was kind of fueled by the equipment purchase. Now it's kind of flipped its head and, and now it's really about the data and the software and, and the systems. Um, so talk about how you got into the industry. Talk about what Scipio's is doing Maybe some case studies or, you know, some wins that you guys have had and we'll kind of riff from there.
1: Yeah, I'd love to. So, um, you know, in general, my background's always been how technology helps businesses grow. I've always been a startup guy in the SaaS space. You know, my last company was a business process management platform, so we'd help businesses automate processes for efficiency. And we grew that to about $100 million in revenue and actually sold it to Tyler Technologies, who's a publicly traded company. And uh, when I was out kind of trying to figure out the next challenge I wanted to take on, um, I actually ran into Sandeep Sanghavi. Uh, I had partnered with him in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had DX Partners. Um, in his portfolio was Dharmesh Traviti, uh, who's pretty well known in the fitness industry. And we were talking about you know, I was really interested in this concept of community. You know, how do you, how can brands use their community for growth? And uh, really, it was Dharmesh and Sandeep who said, hey, you know, this is a this is a space. The, you know, the Halo space is really... At the time, obviously, it was fitness, but now even Halo, which I truly believe in. You're on the right track there. Uh, you, so it was because of them, really, that I, I took on this next challenge. And so about a year ago, we launched the community commerce marketing platform. And we're on a mission to help brands mobilize what we call their brand community, right? So your brand community is your customers, your social followers, uh, your your employees, right? Um, your partners and all of those. So people who have a relationship with a brand and who are a fan of your brand, how do we turn them into either influencers or ambassadors or word of mouth marketers, whatever your you know choice phrase is, to help promote your brand? Um, and I think it's it's Uh, We've seen a lot of growth. We launched a year ago. We have uh, now close to 50 brands on the platform. Um, About half of them are from the fitness industry. We've started to expand out into adjacent industries, uh, especially across Halo. So like nutrition brands like Botanic Choice and Evolution Advance, um, athletic wear brands, we serve them as well. Uh, And so, yeah, we're having a lot of fun, um, you know, helping brands activate their community into brand ambassadors and brand influencers.
0: Got it. So when you think about, what was being done before somebody gets on board with Scipio to execute on this strategy? Was it word of mouth? Was it, Hey, can you put an Instagram post up for us? Um, tell us kind of like what you guys have kind of synthesized into a SaaS offering versus what somebody might be doing today. That is one not trackable two. Not optimized, three not thoughtfully strategized, and four probably not really doing anything for their brand. You know, at the end of the day, so talk about how like these pieces kind of come together.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. So number one, I think uh, you know the age-old marketing mechanism, especially in the Halo community, is is probably paid advertising. All right? that's the number one channel. Um, right. the, the challenge with that channel is it's become very noisy. Um, It's becoming less and less effective. I don't think that channel goes away, but I certainly think it's saturated. And I think brand marketers who continue to be under more and more pressure to produce revenue for growth, right, are looking for alternative channels. And, you know, the natural thing is, yeah, how do I get more people talking about me? Um, But the challenge there was, was twofold. One, how do I do that at scale? And then number two, when you thought about maybe a brand ambassador or a brand influencer, I think what came to mind is, how do I know if they're going to be effective? Like, you know, how do I know if Pete Moore is going to be a good brand ambassador for my brand? And so one of the things that we brought to, and this is where the data comes in, is we can help people understand who's influential in their brand community, and we can help them understand what their audience looks like, right?
0: And we use a phrase, real, relevant, and reachable. So when you say that, are you basically looking at scoring somebody's social, what would be the term for that? It's almost like a scorecard for like how influential I am and give me a rating or a number or like a Nielsen rating and then say, okay, what is that worth to the brand? And then is there some kind of economic benefit to that influencer or are they doing it because they're part of the community?
1: Yeah, no, that's that's spot on. So number one, yeah, we can understand... Um, each individual's social score. We call it a CINDEX score, actually. It's like a credit score, or uh, just as you described of- you know, is, that how, your, is
0: that your term or is that an industry term?
1: CINDEX is our term, right? So it's the community you spell index it? score. C-I-N-D-E-X, community index score. Right? Interesting. And oh, and so it's so yeah, so a social it. score on how influential you are in the community, you know, so let's say Pete, you have on you know Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. You know, maybe you have ten thousand followers. We're able to understand what those ten thousand followers look like. What's their age and gender? Okay. Where are they located? Because that matters to a brand. It's great that you have ten thousand followers, but if they're all in, say, Europe, and I'm a brand marketing in the U.S., you know that that matters to me. Um, and so then, yeah, we translate that. And your the second part of your question there was, what's in it for? maybe that a brand ambassador brand influencer and it can be a wide range it could be a cash compensation um, if they're a big fan of the brand they may do it for service or product in
0: kind or some combination so does this so if i want to get a syndex score if you if i if i come to you and say man, i've been doing this podcast for 5 years there's a few people that listen you know you say hey your syndex score is x you know that is worth 500 a post or that's worth 500 you know, in, in kind, or is that, is, are you actually spitting out like a dollar equivalent? Yeah. So I'm we provided? give some recommended,
1: yeah, we give some recommended compensation ranges, you know, based okay. on your score. Um, actually brands can go brands and or individuals who want to be influential. So we serve, you know, both communities can go to Scipio.ai and actually can get a free account. Um, we actually give uh, five free syndexes away, Right, just so you get a sense of what this looks like, and so yeah, you go set up your a brand can go set up their account, authenticate, say their Instagram, for example, or their Facebook, and then we'll actually start scoring all of their followers, and then they can pick some followers and say, "Hey, I want to check out
0: what the scorecard looks like." So, So they so they're giving you consent to basically scrape their efficiency. That's correct. Of, yeah. of what they're doing digitally. Hey, Dave, yeah. set up an account so you can see what mine and your SIP, uh, syndex score is. And then if it's good, we'll publish it in the show notes. And if it's not, it'll just say N a, <laughs> we'll do N a Y not applicable yet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. N-A-Y. all right. So, um, that's interesting. So obviously, you know, the halo sector, we're all about local influencers. We're all about trying to pressurize a five mile radius, to, to what degree, what is, how should I think about, or how should our audience think about who an influencer is? Because I feel like there's a, a paradigm shift or a misunderstanding that there could be like a high school volleyball coach. You know, she could be like the highest rated syndex scorer because she does certain things in her community and actually has thousands of kids and families that are following her that might not be what you think an influencer is, but it actually is. Yeah. So how do you like kind of repurposing the word influencer or educating people on, Hey, this is actually where the, the juice is. on yeah. referrals. No, It's a great
1: question. Um, Thank that you. We're trying to talk more and more about, because unfortunately, you know, the term influencer has a persona, right? People think of like these people with a hundred thousand or a million followers and, you know, usually pretty people, you know, just taking selfies, right? They, they have this, this ingrained vision. And so yeah, I'm not like- one of
0: those, by the way,
1: <laughs> yeah, me neither. Uh, we like to talk about uh, people with influence right inside your brand community. Um, and it's funny when we sit down and we can actually sit down with a brand and start talking through a strategy and you can see the light bulbs go off when you start to talk about, like, think about um, adjacent what we call affinity brands, in the community, right? So I think Fitness SF has done a tremendous job with this, for example, they were on a panel at the Fitness Tech Summit, uh, you know, and, you know, they've built partnerships with the, the SF Ballet, for example, right, and all of the local sports teams. And then, yeah, we look at the followers of, say, the ballet and find who's influential. Again, who has an audience that's local and is the right demographic, you know, to your, to who you're trying to
0: market to. Gotcha. So how do you price the product and um, who's the person internally at your average, you know, out of your 50 clients, who does this, where does this reside? Yeah, this definitely
1: resides in marketing, right? So uh, a VP of marketing or a chief marketing officer is, is uh, absolutely our decision maker. Um, A lot of brands will actually look to start to diversify some of their ad spend in this channel. Um, our pricing uh, starts as low as well. We have a free offering, a, a freemium offering where you can get some syndexes, start doing your own analysis and then you can upgrade to an end-to-end campaign management, right So doing outreach, setting up agreements, making payments over the platform. Um, you know and, and our starting price is, uh, for the platform is $500 a month uh, and for, then the for studio per location. No, that's actually for up to 10 locations, the $500 a month. So we have two pricing models. One is location-based. We also have a lot of e-commerce and digital clients. And so we have a pricing model for them as well. Interesting.
0: Um, And then from a standpoint of, um, we've got an investment in Promotion Vault. Obviously that's a gift card reward system. If somebody on here listening, you know, uses Promotion Vault, how can we tie this in? Because a lot of these marketing promotions you could be doing these nonstop. It's just a question of like, what's the narrative and the gift cards kind of helping with the narrative and the payments and so on and so forth. So what, you have any success stories there or can you make one up? Not yeah, yeah. Really? no, no, that's, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's uh, it's spot on. We've
1: partnered with promotion bowl. And so we offer um, payment methods in a variety, everything from, you know, cash to gift cards, which is where we partner with promotion bowl um, actually, crypto, right, and then product in in kind, right, in kind service or in kind product, but uh, that absolutely, I think one of the nice things about um, the partnership uh, with Promotion Vault is, you know, the wide range of types of gift cards, quantities, right, and just the ease of digitally giving those out. Um, so absolutely, we have clients that have paid their community influencers. Uh, with gift cards, generally, you know, a lot of especially gyms, what we see is they'll do a combination of maybe a, a month of membership plus a fifty dollar gift card, right? Uh, another great approach is gift cards that can be used in the gym, right, to drive more mm-hmm. more purchases in the club, in addition to that, maybe free month of membership.
0: Yeah, gotcha. So when you take a look at an influencer and they get you get their Syndex score, they're helping you generate leads, or they're coming to events, you know, there should be more and more social events like we talked about at the beginning of this podcast. Um, What are some of the, 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 the traps that you guys help people get around? Like I got a syndex score. I haven't been producing. How do you kind of offload me or tell like one of your clients, Hey, look, if you got to optimize your spend, like, let me give you some business intelligence here you got to get rid of these three people and I got three other ones that we might want to add into that. Cause that's how, you know, you kind of like hiring and firing influencers and I'm sure that's not a business relationship. I'm sure that's more personal, um, in nature and that obviously could affect, you know, your memberships and so on and so forth. So how do you, I'm just thinking of some of the obstacles or like, Hey, here's some things that you got to think about as well as part of this system. Yeah. So absolutely. I mean, number
1: one is, you know, definitely starting with understanding their audience, like we already talked about. Um, number two, and we do this over the platform, but you want to have an agreement, right? That sets expectations. Like, hey, I'm expecting you to make so many posts over a certain period of time, right? And in uh, in exchange for that, you'll, you'll get certain compensation. Um, generally, we'll set these up, like I said, over a specific period of time. And so then it becomes... Uh, the club's option, if at the end of that period of time, generally one to two months, if you want to have them do another one to two months, And if you don't, mm-hmm. you simply just change the strategy of the campaign. You go, oh, look, we're gonna go after a Wimbledon theme this you know this quarter. Uh, you know for, and we're gonna look for you know, new fresh influencers. And most people uh, you know pretty much understand that. Most people also know you can't have any one individual continuously on too long. Because otherwise, they then start to look like a commercial for the brand, right? You, you, want, you want your community influencers to really look authentic. Um, one of the other things I'll tell you is super valuable in this process is the amount of user-generated content that brands get. You own all this content, and then you can yeah. repurpose that content. Um, one of the things I'd point people to is we're going to start on, our, uh, on my LinkedIn I'm going to start posting our favorite community influencer posts of the week because um, there's That's some true. amazing yeah. content that comes out that, you know, I think will really inspire people into what can be done with community influencers.
0: So let me, let me ask you a question. Cause a lot of, you know, any software uh, entrepreneurs or software employees or executives, sometimes they try and draw a fine line between I'm a software company You utilize my, you utilize my software. I am not your marketing agency, or I'm not like your influencer management outsource services provider. How do you guys kind of delineate between this is what I do. This is what you do. Or do you say at some point in an internal meeting, like, Hey, we know the system works. Like we just got to be more hands-on with it at the same time. Like I'm not in the brand management business. I'm a software company. So how do you guys think about that? Because I think there's sometimes software companies want to become more embedded and some of them just say, look, that's not what I do. I got to be a structured, scalable platform and somebody's got to use it. If they don't use it, then they just don't. That's, that's not my responsibility.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's a great question. So number one, I, I definitely, I, I come from the camp of SaaS businesses should be SaaS businesses and not right. services businesses. I will tell you today that we offer, we have a managed service offering um, because we do find a lot of brands who go, I don't know how to do this, or I don't have the time and resources to do this. Um, and so at the moment we offer a, a managed service, our long-term strategy is to build partnerships with agencies to provide that managed service to brands who you know, don't have the people in-house. And then we're also investing in how do we build coaching tools, educational tools you know, to help brands learn how to do this more effectively and efficiently in-house.
0: Got it. You know, from some of the data that comes out of these social networks and these bots and, you know, people buying, you know, followers and so on and so forth, how has your software developed to kind of say like, look, I actually am like the Nielsen rating and like I've got empirical data and I kind of know where to call bullshit and I can, you know, make sure that this is authentic. Yeah, 100%.
1: So that, that goes back to the Syndex score. Um, People who buy followers is a real issue. It's a very common thing. And most people who buy followers actually don't realize that the majority, if not all of those followers are going to be bots, right? So they right. think it's a very innocent, hey, I'm buying actual real people, real followers, but you're not. Um, our software, part of that Syndex score is we take someone's audience and we segment it into four categories. So we can understand, say, if you have 10,000 followers, how many of them are real people? How many of them are what we call suspicious accounts, which are those, those um, fake accounts, those bots? Everybody has a certain amount, usually 10, 15% is normal. When it gets north of that, that probably means they're buying their followers. The third category is how many are mass followers, which are also real people, but follow so many people, they're not gonna see your content on a regular basis. And then the fourth category is actually other influencers, which could be super powerful because there could be all kinds of like joint partnership opportunities between your community influencer and other influencers that follow them as well.
0: Got it. One question just on the different types of marketing channels. You know, some of it could be quantifiable right away, where I got an influencer, they say, Hey, I'm joining, you know, uh, Gold's Gym. You know, join with me, uh, and you see a certain amount of activity that day, right? That's easily quantifiable. Some of it just like, hey, I'm a brand, I'm brand building. I'm getting a certain amount of impressions. I know at some point somebody's going to buy my product or buy my service. So, how do you kind of convince or educate the brands to say, you can't think of this as necessarily like a one to one action reaction? Like we're basically replicating what you're doing in the physical world and give it time to play itself out. Yeah, no, that's a great question as well. So number one, you definitely need
1: to have kind of clear goals and objectives of a community influencer campaign. Um, I'm, you know, I drive every day toward, I want to see revenue return. Um, so that's my personal objective always, because as a, as an entrepreneur, I know how valuable revenue is, right? Sure, um, sure. You know, and so one of the nice things about our platform is we can actually uh, measure attribution back to each influencer. So, like especially in the fitness industry, one of the most common things we see is people promoting like a three-day pass or a five-day, you know, trial to a digital, you know, platform. Um, and so we can actually see how many people went and signed up for the three-day pass or the or the trial or whatever it is you're promoting. Um, and see that attribution back to each community influencer. So I can actually come forward and say, hey, um, you know, I can tell you last quarter we had a brand who they hired uh, or activated 22 community influencers. Those 22 people um, generated 85 posts, had over a quarter million impressions. But most importantly, is it created 340 new trials. And then through their MRM, we could see how many of those new trial customers became paid customers and they actually saw a five to one return uh, meaning they they produced about twenty five thousand dollars in new revenue and they spent about forty five hundred
0: dollars in that quarter um, on this program so so that 4500 as an example here not to hold you to exact numbers included the cost of the software what they paid out to the influencers and whatever ancillary marketing costs that they incurred with that. That's exactly right. right. Yeah. So we
1: actually calculated in that 4,500 labor software costs and
0: then yeah, what they paid out to the influencer. Exactly what you said. Yeah. So you know, we get a lot of business plans from people and they uh, say, we're going to get 1% of the market or 3% of the market or 5% of the market. It's like, I've sent out an email a lot and you get no percent of the market to buy something. So how do you like what what do you what 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 expectation setting do you have and say okay look we're going to get a 5 to 1 return like you're talking about on the marketing dollars um we're going to basically just get you into this game it's almost like look i'm going to get you a ticket into the stadium like just trust me hang out this is where the activity is going to be yep. and just take a seat for a little while doesn't cost you that much to test this thing out but this is like the next wave of marketing is all going to be done through some component of like a multi-level marketing slash influencer marketing slash referral, you know, that's kind of where things are going. It's probably going towards this, this, this interface or through my iPhone or my, my Samsung, my Google, whatever. Yep. So, um, what, what's like, what's the long game in, in your mind of how long this takes to kind of become the majority of marketing spend? Yeah. 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 Uh, so, I mean, a couple of
1: things. One, we start every conversation and every new customer out on what we call an ROI calculator, right? So we, we start out from the beginning, building up an assumption set of, you're going to hire this many community influencers. They're going to have this amount of reach. We expect this amount of conversion, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that way, you know, usually about three to four months into it, we can see if we're on track with that that ROI calculator or not, right? And if we're not, we generally can see where's the breakdown occurring, Like, are we not activating enough community influencers? Uh, Do they not have enough reach? Are we not getting the right assumed conversion rate? And so we can address wherever the breakdown becomes. You know, I think that I mentioned that we, we are diversifying paid ad spend. I don't believe paid advertising will go away, but I also think we're past the day where that's the dominant and number one channel. And and I believe the answer to your question of how much of your ads or your your marketing spend goes towards something like this, I think the answer lives in at whatever point you stop seeing ROI, right? So we like to start people out at a moderate level, like, hey, let's say in this next quarter, we're going to activate 25 community influencers. Let's see if we get the ROI we said we would in the ROI calculator. If we do, then let's invest more and let's incrementally grow that.
0: I mean, there's a lot of companies that you know on a cost per acquisition for our audience here. Where basically, they just have an open budget. And say, look, if the ROI works, like there is no cap on the marketing because we're basically recycling the, the the formula. If the formula exactly. keeps working, then it's generating the revenue, like you said. And there's no reason to turn it off, or it might be time to dial it up. Exactly. No, that's exactly right. You're right, and I think there's there's endless
1: opportunity as well in starting to get strategic about affinity partnerships. So where sure. is their audience overlap? Maybe a fit other uh, like activewear brands or nutrition brands that are trying to market to the same audience as you, right? And sure. I think that's kind of the next level of maturity in this game is start, starting to do community influencer marketing in partnership with um, affinity brands uh, to your brand.
0: Yeah, great. So in closing here, we gave everyone a good 26-minute return on invested uh, listening uh, for sure here. Uh, you want to end with a quote, you got any good quotes that you got in your, uh, your holster or, um, you know, things that are like, uh, says that all the time. Um,
1: I think it's endless. Uh, the two I'll give you the first one I'll be for any entrepreneurs listening or people thinking about being an entrepreneur. And I, and my quote for that is you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Um, someone said that to me when I was thinking about starting my first business and it's always stuck with me, right? Like, you know, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but you certainly will miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And then in general, actually, I'm, I'm, uh, about three quarters of the way through a, a new book, the 5am club by Robin Sharman. Okay. And uh, he, uh, his quote is owning your morning to elevate your life. And so that's, uh, been a pretty impressive book to me. So I, I highly recommend that book, uh, for anybody who wants to, uh, elevate their life.
0: Love it. All right, great. Well, uh, thanks for uh, waving the halo flag. We love what you're doing. Hopefully our audience sees a window into the future, but also into the current and uh, take advantage of this so you don't get left behind. Uh, if you see something, say something, you know, like they say on the subway. So you see something good, listen to it, embrace it, test it out and, uh, you know, get your Syndex score up or else I'm coming after you. That's so right. Good to have you on. Thanks for what you're doing and uh, look forward to seeing you in person sooner than later. Pete,
1: thanks for everything you do. I really I think the Halo talks are great. Really appreciate it. Thanks, man.